Well, happy Friday, friends. If it's Friday, you know what that means. The Deems List is here to tickle your ears and provide a little pragmatic prowess. That's right. These dulcet tones here to deliver what I call Midwestern pragmatism, the values that I grew up with, and remind us that cultural stewardship falls to each of us. I appreciate all of you reaching out. Well, those of you who are reaching out. Chief at ericdeemshow.com is the email. That's right. I am the chief executive of the airwaves, providing listener delight and a bridge to reality. And my goodness, do we need a bridge to reality now more than ever. So what has happened in the last week that has my attention? Uh, Well, Bernie Madoff has died. That's right. Do you all remember the Ponzi scheme, Ponzi scheme guy? Um, no, I'm not talking about um, the Social Security Administration. Um, no, he was not involved in creating that. Now, I know when I say Ponzi scheme, that's where you all go. IRS, yes, I know, I know. No, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the guy who swindled billions with a B out of investors and families um, throughout New England and, and really throughout the country. Now, come to find out. And the federal government has been able to recover a lot of that, but um, it's not been without a lot of struggle for a lot of people. 82 years old. I can only imagine how this guy must have been in prison. But uh, he's no longer with us, so uh, a lot of closure for a lot of people. Um, what else has happened this week? Ah, yes. How could we forget the vaccines? My goodness. Are some of you having second guesses? J&J had paused vaccine production. The FDA actually told them to pause here in the U.S. Um, of course, around the globe, J&J and AstraZeneca have been stopped um, because of a lot of things. Uh, blood clots seem to be leading the reason in the J&J, and then there have been several deaths, actually, Um, and not just a handful, north of 2,500 people have died after getting the vaccine uh, here in the U.S., so, and not just J&J, all of them. So it goes back to the idea of, uh, you know, how much testing is being done, are we the test animals? In fact, I shared this in the socials, it was a cartoon that somebody had circulated, a political cartoon, and it was two rats in their cage. And one rat says to the other, have you gotten that COVID vaccine yet? And the other one said, no, they're still testing it on the humans. <laughs> well, much truth lies in jest, my friends, but uh, stay strong and be vigilant. And remember, it's okay to think. So we'll see what happens there. Pfizer CEO coming out and saying, ah, yes, you're going to have to get another jab, a booster. How convenient for these folks who make untold fortunes off of this vaccine industry, uh, the industrial vaccine complex, you might call it. So that that's pretty interesting. We called that. We said this sounds and feels and Um, has all the trappings of a flu shot, the 21st century version of the flu shot. And ladies and gentlemen, it is shaping up to be just that. Well, in addition to the left coming after your guns, um, you won't be surprised that uh, they have lied once again. Do you all remember 
you know, the last administration got three justices on the Supreme Court. And thank God for that. Because uh, we really can't trust the chief justice to uh, stick to principles. And he oftentimes is caring too much about his own legacy and the legacy of the court instead of what the document uh, that guide this country actually say. But I'll leave that to the legal scholars to debate. But court packing is back, and they're calling it expanding, right? There was a team of Democrats in front of a podium, which <laughs> that's that's a really good way to be hurt. You stand in, in the way of these leftists, actually any politician, not just leftists. Um, you just need to bring your earplugs if you're going to go to the, the, the leftist talking. Well, they're coming for the courts. They, they, we got to expand it to 13. Why 13? Has anybody asked why 13? Well, I, let, me, let me just help you understand why it needs to be 13. Because if they expand it to 13, that's four more justices. And if they expand to four more justices, that makes it a seven to six liberal majority. Right now, they don't like that it's 6-3. Because, again, Chief Justice John Roberts sides with uh, the left, the more progressive side of it than he would. And I mean, it, to me, conservatism makes the most sense when uh, looking at the Supreme Court. Now, I'm going to go off, um, dare I say, off the reservation here and, and ask a question now, please, do not, do not shoot arrows at me. I would love for us to actually have a conversation about the court. You know, there are now 13 circuit courts versus nine. So there may be an argument to where more justices make sense. This is where I think a grand bargain would need to occur, by the way. Let me, let me not get ahead of myself, though. The problem is the narrative has been stolen. The narrative has been stolen by the opportunists, and they've come in and said, oh, this is our time. We can, you know, raise it. They don't like anything Trump did because they don't like Trump. Never mind that he's a Republican. And I know many of you don't like Trump, and that's fine. He... Trump wasn't, I was not on the Trump train at the very beginning. But then I saw how he, be, he was governing, not from a stylistic perspective, but from a policy perspective. And I really liked what was getting done. And the country really liked it, by the way. The market really liked it. And by the way, the market's up again. So we probably should send thank you notes down to Mar-a-Lago for such a strong foundation and such a strong and robust vaccine protocol and system that was put in place, it was handed to this administration. Um, such a strong, fundamentally strong economic foundation on which the current administration can build. But no, no thank you notes are going to be sent. We, we, we know that. So this narrative has been co-opted by opportunists. And then what's going to prevent, let's say, Trump comes back and runs in 2024? What's to prevent, well, we need another two justices, or we need another ten justices. At what point do we draw the line? This is where I think perhaps a constitutional amendment makes sense to cap it at nine, or 
actually have a real meaningful conversation and, and do deliberation. Now, the president has announced a commission, but I'm not so sure we can trust the people that he's put in there. I mean, as we've said before, he's got uh, some of the Messiah's former teammates. That's right, Obama's team coming in there to handle this. And I'm just not so sure that the conservative perspective is going to be represented. And listen, elections have consequences. That's the whole reason we're here. Elections have consequences. Whenever the president gets elected, he gets to appoint justices. Whenever the Senate is elected, they get to recommend yes or no. They get, they get the vote. So elections have consequences. Yes, the elections to the Senate and the elections in the past. I mean, to act like, well, it's just once again changing the rules. We all knew these were the rules, but now we've got to change them because the left doesn't like that they're, they don't have full and complete and total control. So this commission that has six months to figure things out, we'll see what comes out of that. I don't have much promise, but if, if truly it was not about political points and it was truly about the country and making the country great and preserving the country and, and letting the country grow in the 21st century, then perhaps there would be some sort of a phased approach. If you want to go to 13, okay. Um, the the president, this president gets to appoint one, well, and not even make it about the president, make it about the term. This current four-year term, and we may have to get creative there because we know Biden's not going to be around for four years. Um, at least all thing, all indicators say no. This presidential term gets to appoint one additional. And then the next one gets to appoint one additional. And so it's a phased approach. We've had nine justices for since the 19th century. So I think it's okay to take um, 16 years to expand the court by four. And then that ensures that the people truly know what they're getting. This was not part of the debate. And the folks on the left who are having buyer's remorse elected Joe Biden because, I mean, he called this a boneheaded move in the past, which just further goes to underpin the uh, the point that Joe Biden really isn't calling the shots. He's just the, the puppet in chief. Uh, so, so there's that. Should be very interesting. Also from Capitol Hill, uh, the officer who shot and killed uh, U.S. veteran Ashley Babbitt on the day of the riots at the Capitol. Uh, with one single gunshot, you may recall, she was uh, with a group of people in a place where she shouldn't have been, um, being told not to go any further, climbed, attempted to climb through a window, was shot dead by a Capitol officer um, who was protecting members who were fleeing. He is not facing any charges. Ashley Babbitt, a white suburbanite, veteran of the armed forces, uh, was there because she believed it was her duty to protect the country as a citizen. She was, a, and we are called to do that, by the way. We are called to go co-govern and co-lead this nation with our people. We do not elect parents. Um, I think that's the right decision, by the way. I think she should not have done, she should not have been where she was. I think she got, uh, it, it, I mean, stuff has come out now, right? This is the only fatality um, that occurred during the quote-unquote insurrection. And I put the quotes there because 
That word is thrown around so much. Meanwhile, we have cities on fire because of Antifa and BLM, even this week in wake of the George Floyd case ramping up and and more shootings, which we'll get to. Um, And those are never called insurrections. But yet properties truly are being burned. They didn't find one single gun of the uh, January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. And there were some nefarious players. Remember the horn-headed guy, the guy with the hat, and the jackass who was putting his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's death? I mean, those folks are the bad actors, and, and they're being punished, and they should be. People like Ashley Babbitt, I believe, and I think everybody there who's commented on this, were just caught up in the, in the moment, feeling like this is, this is the people's house. So the people are here. Now, I disagree with how they did it. I think it was a deplorable, despicable um, display of, you know, our citizenry ha- trying to have... I mean, it, we're a country of laws, rules, systems, and discourse. And we've talked about this at nauseum in previous episodes. So I'm not going to um, beat a dead horse, but I think that um, if, if the shoe was on the other foot... Maybe not the best way to put it. If Ashley Babbitt were not a, a white suburbanite, if she was a person of color who had a BLM shirt on, <clears throat> I just, I'm not so sure that the same things would have occurred. I'm not so sure that that officer would still have their job. I'm not so sure that there wouldn't have been a riot in the name of that person who was doing justice. And the case stands because um, nearly every person that has turned into BLM riots and protests and walks and marches and all that are criminals, including the 20-year-old mistakenly shot by a police officer. police officer reached for a taser and instead pulled her gun. Now, if you can't tell the difference between a taser and a gun, you have no business carrying either of these weapons. And she should be punished and relieved of duties and all that, which that is happening. There's an investigation going on and and so on and so forth. Life is precious and life is important. But the other thing about this character, Wright, he tried to run. He, he He struggled with the police. You don't struggle with the police. He also had a warrant out for his arrest for aggravated robbery, taking eight hundred some dollars or over eight hundred some dollars from a woman. So this is not the pristine Boy Scout that we are um, told to believe that this person is, whose life was snuffed out too soon. Yes, his life was snuffed out too soon by an apparent accident. That's still not an excuse that it was a loss of life. And that's still not an excuse, an acceptable excuse, um, that there's somebody dead. So, so every conse- there are consequences for every action, right? But let's not lose track of the narrative in the, of, you know, based on whatever the media is wanting to circulate. This person um, was not a model citizen at all. Same thing with George Floyd. And yes, we, we've talked again about how it was despicable to see a man die. Um, 
with uh, the officer pinning him down with his knee. Um, I mean, it's tragic. There's no other way to look at it. Any loss of life is tragic, especially for it to be displayed for the public. But the, these folks are um, George Floyd and the, and the right character. They, it was not their first run-in with the police, and they didn't just sit down in the police car. And so I think sometimes that's lost. And the lesson here is, if you're pulled over, obey. Now listen, there are still bad actors and bad cops, right? We saw the uh, the, the off-duty uh, military man on his way home being stopped at a, it looked like a gas station, being peppered sprayed by, um, I believe, a Hispanic police officer. And it was a black um, guy still in his military uniform. Abuse of power. And this happens, right? Folks get the badge, especially the mall cops. Have you ever noticed this? They really feel good about themselves. But the, the, the power that these people have whenever they get the uniform and the badge, there needs to be a, a better teaching and an understanding of the stewardship that you have over the community. Every single member of that community, by the way. So we still have a long way to go. And, well, in... in in light of that, as copycats or otherwise, there have been uh, several shootings this week um, that have unleashed even uh, a FedEx facility shot up just, um, I guess, late last night in Indianapolis. So our thoughts and prayers are with everybody. And yes, I mean thoughts and prayers. I think it is absurd for us to have politicians saying, enough praying. Do you know what that means? There are God-fearing Bible-believing people, even folks who don't necessarily believe in the Bible in a solo scriptura way, not even Christians who still pray. And you're telling them that they shouldn't pray? This is a very important aspect of our culture, to submit to a higher power, something more important than us, something more important than the government. And in public statements, both the president and the vice president have said, enough praying. I think that's boneheaded. I think it's ill-advised, but I think it also shows where they really are and the God they worship, authoritarian control, government. So what a week we've had, folks. What a week we had. We still need to arm every American. Every kid in high school across America needs to go through gun safety training like they used to. Learn how to operate a weapon, carry guns, if you're an adult and you are a, uh, a an upstanding citizen and uh, you do not have a criminal rap sheet going, okay, carry the guns, own the guns. In fact, I even go a little further here. If you have a criminal history, you've served the time, there needs to be some mechanism, just like getting your ability to vote again. I, I'm a firm believer in this. You've served your time. You, you've paid your, you, you, you've, you've corrected the mistake. Now, just like there's a parole board, leverage that as a way to uh, ensure that people truly have learned. But I think that, um, you know, punishing people for the rest of their lives is just not American. And sadly, it has become that way. So, what do you have to say about this? Uh, the ESD pet peeve of the week. 
I absolutely hate it. Whenever I'm at a stoplight, it turns green and I've got to wait for somebody to put their phone down. Listen, we all know you're on your phone while you're driving. But could you at least do us the courtesy of keeping the foot on the gas pedal? It's the one on the right. Well, what do you have? Any thoughts, comments, perspectives, challenges? I want to hear about it. Chief at ericdeemshow.com or on the socials at Eric Deem Show.